Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Today, Valentina and I sit down and we talk about a bunch of things. We talk about politics on TikTok. I've been canceled on Instagram, so we go into that and we talk about uh, why I'm over on TikTok. Some of the things I'm learning over on this platform that I'm sort of virgin to. We talk about uh, fantasy football. Fantasy football season is coming up. <laughs> Maybe not something you're so excited about, but I'm kind of pumped for that. So we go into that a little bit. And uh, also on this episode, I wanted to give Valentina a long form outlet to talk about the illness she's gone through over the last year and a bit. She's got lots of questions about that on social media. And it's kind of hard to give a full idea of what happened, how she recovered, all that stuff in, you know, just a quick story replies or in the comment section of posts so she talks a lot about that if you're somebody who's dealt with thyroid issues or you know somebody who's had thyroid issues um this might be a helpful podcast for you uh she gives some anecdotal advice based on her own experience what helped her what her symptoms were all that kind of stuff so um yeah uh other than that make sure you check us out at hybridstrengthcoach.com we have every program you can think of with regards to strength sports oh yeah see she's been doing them uh everything from powerlifting olympic weightlifting to strongman bodybuilding crossfit general fitness athlete specific programs all that kind of stuff um and that again is hybridstrengthcoach.com you can try any of those programs for free all you have to do is click the seven day free option at checkout other than that, sit back, relax, enjoy another episode of Hybrid Unlimited. Before we get into the episode, just want to give a quick shout out to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. They are a sponsor of ours and we took them on because we talk a lot about testosterone, hormone replacement therapy, PED use, all that stuff. And because of that, you know, while we have opinions on that, we are not professionals in that space. If you have questions about whether you're a good candidate for that or not, these are the people that can help you with that. And Marcus, I know that you have been a customer of theirs for, you know, quite some time, so maybe you can speak to that a little bit yeah i i was going through the same thought process years ago and i had a lot of questions about you know the, the state of my blood work uh my testosterone levels and as a performance athlete it was always a question that i had in the back of my mind guys please don't go to your local gym bro or guy on instagram to get these questions answered for you women rejuvenation clinic provides solid medical advice they read your blood work they go through the results with you and they give you actionable and realistic steps dealing with potential medical problems and not bullshit this is for actual medical advice so please you know if you have questions on this stuff let them take your blood panels and give them a chance give them a consult and i promise you they'll, they'll treat you right i know they've done that for me over the years and i can only speak positively about my experience and the type of advice they've given me check them out in the show notes they provide comprehensive assessments over telehealth now onto the show hello friends today we are in Nova Scotia, Canada, uh, so I don't have Marcus Leone with me. I have something some might think is even better <laughs> for someone. Uh, Valentina Lecoq. Hello, friends. Welcome to the show. She's been on the show before, uh, but she was just doing a little background producer work, um, you know, keeping me on track and timing and all that stuff. And you can hear her voice, but she wasn't on screen, obviously. She's got a face that should be on screen, so she's going to be joining me today. Um, yeah, well, we're, like I said, we're back in uh, Nova Scotia, also known as the 902. The last time we were here, I wanted to start off with something from last time. Last time we were here, we talked about 902 Athletics. Yeah. And um, a story that happened then with Justin Trudeau. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Basically, what had happened was... I'll summarize it. I'll give you the short form. Justin Trudeau showed up at a local coffee shop, and the coffee shop had posted a photo on their social media of them of him being there. And immediately they got like thirty plus one star reviews, and everyone was just like hating on them because a lot of people don't like Justin Trudeau. And regardless of what your policy or whatever you agree with politically, when it comes to Canada, whatever that is. Um, my point was like cutting these people some slack. They're just regular people. I don't actually know what their political opinions are, but you know, just because somebody polarizing showed up and they took a picture of them doesn't necessarily mean 
they agree with whatever his policies are, right? And I thought that was a pretty benign statement of myself. But I've been on TikTok recently, which I'll talk about why uh, in a second. But I came to find that TikTok, I thought that Instagram and like Facebook was the big platform for social issues and cancellation and all that stuff. And whoa. You are so far off. TikTok is like the most socially charged political platform I think there possibly is. Yeah. So I, because I've been on TikTok, I posted that a clip from a little while ago, put it on social media, and I figured out that on TikTok, if you just talk about anything to do with Canadian politics, it blows up. <laughs> so... Uh, that was interesting because I would way rather all the things that I actually try super hard about, you know, and create content for regarding fitness and would perform like that. <laughs> but I guess that's a cheat code. So, and the greatest thing is you just post it and then everybody argues uh, in the comments. Is that the post is actually still blowing up right now? Um, and yeah, I'm over on TikTok. So if you want to find me, go to at Hayden Bow on TikTok. Now, the reason why I'm there is because I've been under attack. And you too. Uh, both of our social media accounts were taken down. Uh, somebody hired somebody else to say that our accounts uh, were impersonating another account. And then they took an account that had 1.3 million followers. It copied the, our bios and our display pictures and reported us for impersonating them. Even though we were both verified, even though, um, you know, it's very clear if you go through our social media, there's like 10 years of us posting our stuff on there. And the troll account that reported us had no posts. So I had a bunch of like NFT scam yeah. posts, you know, and there's like 10 of them. And they, you know, it was barely from a different country as well. Yeah. So, yeah, which usually is the case because you can get people to attack people's accounts for real cheap. If yeah. you go to, like, Nigeria or... If you're going to go do something sleazy, guide <laughs> to a sleazy, like, uh, environment, I guess. Not to say that all of Nigeria is sleazy or anything. Yeah. Don't cancel us for that or cancel all Instagram. But, but yeah, there's they're... been a lot of scam reported incidents coming from specific countries. Yeah, and Nigeria is a big one. Um, not, I'm actually not sure if that I don't, is from no, Nigeria. No, I think it's a Hispanic country. Oh, that's right. We figured that because yeah. they were going after a lot of Hispanic accounts yeah. or people of Latin yeah. backgrounds. Yeah, it was pretty evident. What was so, that one? Yeah. Um, I'm going hard on TikTok in the interim. I got my account back last time. I'm pretty confident I'll get it back again. So until then, that's where you can find me. To go back to 902, though, one thing I am super excited about, they always let us train in this facility for as long as, you know, I've been coming here and as long as we... Uh, They're so awesome. It's an amazing They're facility. They're so welcoming. They're so welcoming. You know, they've let us stay late after closing hours. They're so let, chill. You know, yeah. They're the best, and the facility is amazing. So as a thank you to them, to we bought that oh, yeah. a deadlift bar. Right. And, uh, you know, if you're a power lifter um, and you don't compete in the IPF or USAPL, a deadlift bar is a pretty awesome tool to have. It, it feels way better than deadlifting on a stiff bar, as I'm sure a lot of you know. Um, but I haven't got to use it yet. Yeah, so, so you guys are listening in and you're from Nova Scotia, like come over to 902 and let us know even and we'll catch a workout with you guys. So just give us a shout. Don't be uh, shy, honestly. Like it's not a big deal. Like we'll set up a time and we'll just go and chill over there and kill a... Yeah, shoot Valentina a direct message since I'm not on Instagram anymore. Yeah, Valentina Luca, and uh, I'll put that tag for you right there. Yeah. You guys can find me. I think your account was... Shadow man, so you got to like type in the whole no, even though you have like two million followers, you still no, it wasn't shadow. But remember, oh, you got remember, I, I, I showed you how to unshadow yourself. Oh, that's right, okay. One shadow, so it should come up now because for like a you have to year. constantly check to see if your posts are being targeted mm -hmm. for whatever reason, but it should be fine right now. Good, uh, and how, how do you? rectify that i have to go on instagram and show you the steps but it was like on settings and then you want to show it on yeah, we can pull it up. Like it why not um 
So setting some privacy. And then for me, it's like all the way down, scroll all the way down and it's account status. And then it, you'll see like there's a, like either check marks or X's next to uh, if there is an X next to one categories that say remove content, what can be what can't be recommended monetization features you can't use if you have X's near uh, next to any of those. So what do you do if you have an X near? You just have to either um, remove the post oh. or well, I archived mine. Okay. And that because I didn't want to deal with this. I would have wanted to see if it would be like. So you had an X, you archived it, and then yeah. it went to a check. Yeah. And now you're good. Yeah. Okay. So if that's happened to you, or if you don't know, if you just think your posts are not getting the exposure that they should, it's probably a good thing. Go check your account status on Instagram. It might be helpful, but I still think that Instagram, I don't know why my content is just being buried. So I know you say being buried, but you could literally post like a photo of your earlobe and it's going to get 200,000 views. That's you know? for an account of my size. I, that's not even. That's, that's a little well, it, it's changed so much as a whole like the organic algorithm where it was just timeline focused was so much better it's like that way you could just choose to follow the people you actually want to see content from yeah and then that's what you'll see but now it's like i don't know it shows you like a fraction of the people that you actually follow half the people that it would show up it would show up on my timeline it's like i'm not even interested in their content and it's just now it's like a political thing. Like, who, yeah. who can you get away with not following versus following without hurting? I know. And all that stuff. But what really, really grinds my gears is the fact that I see a bunch of, I mean, it's completely fitness saturated now, mm -hmm. but I see a bunch of people's posts that are, it's just a picture of them or their physique and they don't have anything educational behind uh there's text there's no value there's zero value because i've clicked on a bunch of those different posts and i mean the captions are mind-numbingly stupid <laughs> for lack of a better word i'm really pissed about it but just because it's, it makes no sense you're taking up the space uh of of a person who could really bring more value and and give, you know, an actual education to whatever category of fitness that you're in. And it, and it just it just really grinds my gears. Yeah, I can see why. Also, though, it's not the fault of the creator, right? If the creator is getting rewarded for that, then it's like, I understand why they're doing more of that content. But as a platform, if you really care about your audience, or sorry, you really care about your, your creators and the people on the platform, like, actually learning then why wouldn't you push the... I don't think it... Well, Instagram doesn't care about that. They should, though. They don't. No. They, the only thing that they care about is people being on the platform. So if they get people using the platform, it doesn't matter how they use it, mm -hmm. it seems to me. They just want them in the platform. They don't want them to leave the platform and they want them, you know, just to be completely engaged and you know, active in there. They don't care how. Oh, you see that all the time too. Like, for example, if you do anything that takes people off the platform, you will immediately have that content suppressed. Like, let's say you have a series of story posts. You could have five that are all performing really well. Yeah. Then you post a story with a link that takes people oh, on yeah. the platform to yeah. their website. You will see a dramatic drop off from yeah. pre, like pre- story pre-link to all the stories post-link so it'll be crazy it'll be like a 90 percent reduction in in views when you do that but it's like for most of us or a lot of us at least in fitness and other industries we're on that platform for business right so it's like we're on there so we can post those links so we can provide value for people and then bring them off platform to our stuff that, that's why instagram was so awesome and why it sort of equalized or at least gave less of a, an advantage to you know wondering big, big corporations over individual creators yeah. now that you're mentioning all of this it's getting me to think i wonder if there's there's definitely there's got to be keywords that they're oh yeah 
Well, remember even if you targeting, like if you're, oh, I'm not gonna, you like, you we're gonna to, take a deeper, deeper look into that. If you if you do like before and after photos, I know that they don't love that. Like for example, you can't even you can't even promote. Like you know how you can make like an ad, promote it on Instagram. If your Insta, if that promotion has a before and after photo, it'll get uh, disallowed. So like that was a back in the day. That was the main way that we would promote our nutrition business was people's before, after testimonial. Yeah, that's how. Um, right? But if we tried to make a paid promotion, they... Oh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow it. Reject it. It's, yeah. It goes against community guidelines because, you know, it makes... It, it, what blows my mind is they say that it, it makes people compare themselves to others and feel bad. But it's like, okay, there's always going to be a certain subsection of people who feel bad about anyone else doing anything better than them. Yeah. But for me, for the nutrition business, at least, it's like we're dealing with a lot of just regular people who want to lose 15 pounds or 20 pounds, you know, and they go to the gym and they want their body to reflect that. And they're regular looking people that go from a position that is really or a physique that's really relatable to a lot of people to a way more improved physique or even a, like a physique that people would consider as unattainable. But it's like, you know, it's attainable because we just showed you in this promotion before and after, right? Yeah. There's a lot of scams out there around that too, but there's scams at everything. It's like, you know, it's just, it's to me, the whole thing, it's like, I don't want to sound like an old boomer. I am a millennial, but you know, it's kind of like, we all got a little soft. I think it's definitely from what I've seen. I'm a little older than you. <laughs> I've definitely seen people that it's getting so, it's getting softer out there. It didn't used to be like this. Now I'm back in the '90s. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that I, I was kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, but in a good way, is you look at TikTok content in America versus TikTok content in China. Yeah. They're only allowed to have like. Cats. <laughs> There's a lot of cats on Chinese TikToks. Or on like Chinese creators' TikToks. But you can only see a, uh, like an hour of silly goose content a day. Yeah. You know, and it, uh, an hour is for some age group. And that, depending on the age group, the amount of time you're allowed changes. And then after a certain period, they can only watch educational content. So yeah. you have like the u.s canadian western civilization side of things where it's like it's completely mind-numbingly stupid things like we were talking about yeah. you know we're you know basically it's just every single girl it's like watch my bicep workout and then it's like just like a down up video of their butt while they're doing biceps you know and it's like not even that it's just the the captions are like so cringe because they're just copy paste text from i don't know quote or or just the same thing that people have been just saying over and over or they've copied somebody else it's not a original caption and it's not anything related to education at all to improve whatever whatever it is that you're showing a picture of it's like i, I get it too some people are not on social media to become educated in anything but I think, you know, a lot of the first places people look when they are trying to learn about a topic is fit. Let's use fitness as an example. Fitness Instagram, fitness YouTube, you know. When you're looking to learn how to do anything and you want to learn it quick, it's like you want to learn how to change a tire on your car. It's like, I'm going to YouTube for that. Yeah. You know, you. so I think it, it, even though it's not everybody who's on the platform, some people just want to be entertained you know you still want the, that option for education to be there and if it's drowned out by the first two thousand posts or you know just whatever entertainment posts it's kind of hard to find the stuff that actually helps you but well, i digress the central media stuff but i actually really did want to talk to you about actually before we yeah. go into that I do want to touch on fantasy football season. Oh, God. Yeah. Here here we go, guys. I gave Valentina a... Uh, I sent her a, a post of this guy. It was actually really funny. Oh, wait. The... Yeah, it was on TikTok. And yeah. he, he handed in his two weeks notice to a blight. 
Hopefully, well, I'll put up the uh, the clip in the episode. I love that. He, he he gives his wife two weeks notice and just says he won't be available from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m. every Sunday, Monday, Thursday, <laughs> you know, until until the end of football season in like February. That's so messed up. And they have a kid together. I know. The way he said it was great, too. He's like, up to this point, I've been an outstanding partner father all this stuff but i have to give him like two weeks notice so not allowed <laughs> can't check out when you're a dad yeah well she said at the end sorry you can't quit we're short stuff <laughs> that's so funny yeah that was a good old but yeah fantasy football season starts this week so i don't know why you're telling me this i already knew this information also i don't really care okay well what is, what is that what is that why is it such a hype thing to talk about Fantasy football? Yeah. Like, I can do you really want to talk about that you're doing it? Or is it something that people, like, want to keep under wraps? Like, kind of like oh, nerdy? Like it's dorky? Yeah. Like, it's, for sure, it's a little bit dorky. It's especially dorky when, you know, we did ours over Zoom, like our our draft. Yeah, we know the darkiest one was, remember, when we were living at the condo and they had mad... <laughs> they were okay so we're walking down to i think walk the dogs and at the, in the lobby on our condo there was in in i don't know if they, they brought it they had brought giant so it was a group of bristol boards oh my god one so so this group of guys a lot of them brought this huge board i mean it had all these categories they were just Taking their teams or whatever. I don't even know how that works because so you say what? So the, do, do they they do the draft? I guess in real life, like they can, and then do they just go on whatever software they're using after, and then it, it was it was way too over overkill. They, they all had. I think uh, honestly, it looks kind of fun, but it was like the extreme dorky version of it. They all had their own team jerseys, like oh, those yeah. team jerseys. That that's how you name your team, you know. I'm Senor B. I thought it was really uh, overkill. Like it was yeah, not overkill, the word I'm looking for. Like it was um, ineffective. Well, when you're writing out all this stuff. Listen, yeah, are those done by the, like, the software and you just choose when it's your turn? Counterproductive. Yeah. But to your point, why is it so hype? It is super fun. I never got it before. The first time I participated was last year. I did the 2022 season. That's right. And, um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, and the the most fun part is not the actual games. It is fun to be able to tune in, like you know, Sundays are just you're gonna be entertained all day, and you're interested in the game because, like, you're essentially you you pay at the beginning, right? You buy in, and then the winner at the end takes a yeah. lot. But you're betting, so every game you're betting, and every game matters because. Well, every every game that's played that has a player on your team, if they're playing, you know, it's contributing towards your game for that week. So you're like, you're bought in, and there's only a f there's not that many games in a football season. So like yeah. every game matters a lot, and you know, you just like Arrow. all Sunday. I know for sure I don't have to think of anything. <laughs> I get creative with activities, or we're gonna go to the beach, we're gonna go for a hike. It's like not. Yeah, but that's for you. I don't I don't care about the football. Well, that's that's why we have to hand in our two weeks notice. Right, so but it's great, and the best part really is the group chat. If you have, you have to have a lead group chat, but you don't have to, but you should because well, that's the best part. And you just rip on each other all the time. Because they're ripping on each other regardless. Yeah, but now it's like we have a reason. Yeah, so and specifically back in there. Yeah, the group chat's already been way more active even since we just did the draft. That's so funny. Yeah, so it brings you guys together. Yeah, it's nice. That's nice. It's all dudes that I went to high school with. You have such an amazing friend group. There, I love those guys. Yeah, they're great. They're really really good. The only thing that everybody makes an average. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this, you guys are freaks. Yeah, but I mean, it's kind of rare for a group of friends. Oh, friends for so. Are long. you kidding? Super rare. It's unheard of. A lot of those guys. You guys are really lucky. A lot of those guys. I it's I didn't even just go to high school with them. Uh, I went to elementary school with them too. Yeah, that's wild. That's insane. Yeah, like. I wonder if I stayed in Argentina, if I would have stayed. I think I might have stayed friends with a couple of girls from yeah. literally grade one. We all went to the, the same school from like kindergarten till 
high school. Yeah. It was a very small school, so. Yeah, that's, I mean, I think it's hard. There's a few girls I still, I mean, connected with. I don't talk to all the time, but. I think it depends on, like, how similar your lives are. All yeah, are. for sure. You know, I grew up in a pretty homogenous community. Like, we were all, like, the, my whole neighborhood was just, like, white dudes who played hockey. Yeah. Right? So it was, we all. Same, oh, fine. Uh, same school back, uh, like, uni backgrounds, too. Yeah, we all, we all came from the same area. We all played sports. Most of us, hockey. We all uh, went to school after high school, um, you know, and everybody is doing decently well in their careers and stuff. So it's kind of all gone through the yeah. same culture stage by stage. Yeah. Whereas I think a lot of times, and also most of us went to school in Ontario. So even if like Jake was up at Western, I could do the three hour drive up to London, Ontario from Toronto and like go hang out there for a weekend or, you know, with all the other guys, we used to go to Brock a lot. Plus, plus. You know, and go visit. Whereas I feel like it's more common in the States for people to move around a lot. And also, um, you know, if you, if you like go to, uh, what's it called? School in Jacksonville, right? Yeah. And then someone else goes to school in Miami. It's like, you're still in the same state, but that's a huge. It is really. Huge distance to travel. So I think maybe that's part of it. I think a lot of people. Yeah, my closest they, friends moved out of state completely. Yeah. I haven't seen them for so long. Yeah, and that's the thing. I see them like. And mo that. also, I think maybe another part is a lot of the, uh, not all of them, but a lot of the guys work in like finance. Yeah. Or went to school for finance. They have so. to be in Toronto. Yeah. I think mean, want to at least. You want to be mouth. They work on Bay Street, which is Canada's Wall Street, so they're. Yeah. You know they're involved. Yeah, it makes sense. You want to be there. But, um, yeah, I think it's, I think a lot of people cling to one, one group. Like usually I think people have like universe, some people have like college friends or university friends and they'll be keep in touch for a while, but they all sort of go into different careers and lose, yeah. you know, try, everyone's got their own life going on. Yeah. To be in the same kind of topic. And also, and make an effort to, so cool. you know. Making an effort is a huge part of it. Yeah. If you don't make efforts, then and you wonder why you don't have any friends, and that's. <laughs> you know something I I I realized I was so terrible with that like a few years back, and I made such a big effort. Yeah, you made me improve that so much thanks to. Yeah, I I read some stat, and I'm not gonna quote it correctly, but it was something like after. Uh, it was like after age thirty or something like that. On average, uh, or from the t from the time people turn thirty, on average, people's friends, like number of friends, reduces by fifty percent uh, every like decade or something like that. And it's like, damn, that's you know, this seems like a long time. If you have like twenty friends, and you get that cut in half, now you have ten friends. By the time you're forty, mm -hmm. by the time you're fifty, you have five friends. It's like it doesn't take very long until you loser yeah you know so it's like uh, i think it's important to make the effort when you can yeah okay but yeah so fantasy football if anyone's playing fantasy football you can't hit me up on instagram right now but you can hit me up on tiktok or whatever uh and let's let's talk some shit Let's take a quick break to talk about one of our sponsors, Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. We talk a lot on this podcast about TRT, all of the things involving exogenous hormones. And because of that, we get a lot of questions about it. And we are not experts in this sense. If you want to speak to real experts, because we don't feel comfortable giving any sort of opinion on this, speak to Whitmer Rejuvenation Clinic. These guys are the best. They're legitimate doctors. They're not going to push any BS on you. They're going to do a legitimate consult and tell you if you're a good candidate or not. All of the links to this are in the show notes as well as their Instagram handle. Check them out and I promise you're going to have the best service possible in this space. Um... Yeah, I'm coming in with a middle of the pack team. I think I was like, they like tell you what your projected points are for the season. And I was like, I think fifth or sixth off the off the bat. It's all projections. I mean, it doesn't matter till. I mean, I got a hardworking 
you know, blue collar squad. Stop it. We don't go after stars on my team. You know, I, we go after, this is like, remember the Titans. Okay. This is like, everybody has a key role. They're, they're dialed in. <laughs> we're team playing. <laughs> great management. Yeah. For like you some, are, myself. You're having a great management. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh -huh. that's it for fantasy football. The next thing that we're out of the main thing I actually wanted to talk about, because you get so many questions about this, but you never really talk about it in long form. Me? Yeah, people ask you all the time, and you give them little snippets, or you do like a quick little video that's a minute or whatever yeah. about what's been going on with you, what your health oh. for the last little while, yeah. where it got to, and where you're at now. I think that's a really uh, interesting topic. Yeah, it's tough for me to talk about because it. I don't want it to seem like I'm... This is the only thing that, well, it was the only part of my life that I was living, <laughs> but I didn't want it to seem like, oh, this happened to me. I'm a victim of this illness and, you know, it's just so depressing and so deep and, but it was honestly, um, it was just wild. You just didn't want it to become your identity. I, yeah, right. that's a, a better way to put it. I didn't want it to become my identity at all. And, right. and I've been talking about it on and off, Yeah. but it's just, it was really hard. It was, I got sick back in November of last year. That's when we f first started seeing the signs. By the time that we were set to go to Canada for the um, holidays, um, it got worse. And I th we thought it might've been COVID. And then um, we were in Canada and it got, just got, it wasn't improving at all. And then it definitely got way worse as we were driving back to Miami, which was a horrible drive for me. You were a trooper. Oh my God. Um, at the time, I want to say that I probably had like at least 10 symptoms by that time. Oh yeah. So yeah, why don't we talk about before we dive in, go further. Yeah. What were the symptoms you said you started? I want to know. You said around November you started feeling them, but yeah. also I think in hindsight you might have been feeling them without knowing what they were before that. But yes, yeah, so what what were your symptoms and what did you ultimately end up having? I think the first thing that I got hit with was well, I don't know, I don't know if this had anything to do with it, but I remember coming driving home from the Ola Med Spa. And I was telling you, like, I was feeling really, really bad. And you went to pick me up food and I had this like pinching in my back, which I, had, I don't think it was related to anything. And when I got home, I was f like feeling like I was fainting. Okay. Remember, I was in bed. I was in bed and you came up to me and, and I was feeling very dizzy and I started to faint. And I was telling you, like, I think I'm fainting. And I'm already laying down, so it's really weird to be fainting as you're laying down. So I elevated my feet, and then I ate a little bit of food. I hadn't eaten all day, um, so I don't know if it was the first signs of this. But so <sighs> dizziness mm -hmm. and extremely fast heartbeat were the first two signs okay. that I had. Yeah, I remember. couldn't breathe. I felt like I was, I was crouching down like a little granny, like walking you like were, this. You were because I couldn't stand up straight because it felt really uncomfortable. I couldn't. I felt like I couldn't breathe. Like I couldn't get enough air, and um, yeah, dizziness and um, and a, an extremely rapid heartbeat. I think it was. I can't remember the numbers, but it was, it was wild. I remember when. We eventually like realized it was something serious when we went to the hospital. Yeah. I can't remember what your heart rate was when you were lying down. It was still high, but as soon as you just went to the seated position, your it heart was at 150. Yeah. Which so. is high. That's like you're working out, you know? Yeah. You're literally just sitting there. And it was it would just keep going up and up and up as I was standing. I couldn't stand up straight. And um low blood pressure was another symptom. Um so so well lack of appetite lack of appetite was yeah i mean there was a bunch of things i could list list off right now yeah go through it um 
symptoms because I wrote it down. Okay, so fast forward to January, we're driving back home from Nova Scotia from the holidays being here and we get home and everybody's like, yeah, you got to make a doctor appointment. You have to go to the doctor. So I made I made a doctor appointment. Um, and at the, at the time I started to think I had suspicions, like what could I have if it's not COVID? And I thought of, you know, a thyroid issue. I started to like Google stuff on, on the internet and see what, what, it, what made sense from all these symptoms that I had. So muscle weakness, exhaustion, hiccups above average. I mean, un. Well, you were hiccuping so much. Annoyingly above average. Hiccups? Fast heartbeat. If you have more than three hiccups in a row, ever no and that is annoying it was through the day it was sporadic and i could get rid of them easily because i had like a system but it Gil was so, told me he's had the hiccups for like i remember two, two years when i he was know on the podcast i know we were talking about it because i was telling him about my and I, when he first came on he mentioned it part way through i didn't realize what was going on because he kept doing like you know when people they have asked yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i i noticed they're like burp it's yeah. almost like they're letting out burps there's a he was doing that a lot and I was like, damn, he must have had some some Mexican food or something on the way over. No, it was the hiccups. But it was the hiccups. He was fighting them the entire time. And once I realized what it was, I just felt so, so uncomfortable. So bad for him. It is really annoying. It's such a silly thing that you you things like that that you take for granted that you don't have as a normal human being. Well you don't even know there are things that should be appreciated. No. No, I'm so I'm so grateful for not having hiccups for two years. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful yeah. right now for being able to sit down with you and have a normal conversation where I can breathe properly. Yeah, there was a period of time there where if you spoke for too long, you'd I was be getting completely winded, super winded. That's a good. Uh, you'd stop like crawl out mid sentence. Yeah, take, I would like, get, take a few breaths. I would get dizzy from talking to too many. If I was having a conversation, this I would have gotten so dizzy from this no. call conversation. Restless body, uh, and then the, the the symptoms started progressing in January because I've seen. So okay, so I got. To the doctor, the doctor was like, Valentina, I've never seen anything like this because I told him, test me for, test me for my thyroid. Test me. I think I, I, it's probably one and that's what I have. Because it's, and he's like, because there are multiple people in your family who have that yeah. issues. My fat, my brother has Graves disease, which is hyperthyroidism. And my mom has Hashimoto's, which is hypothyroidism. And I told him, like, just test me for you. He's like, am I 27 years? I've never seen anything like this. At the time, we didn't know that I had more than one thing. So it made sense that he was, like, well, he tested, of, he tested your blood oxygen level, and it was... It, was, it, uh, just, it didn't make good. sense to him from what he... The other things that were happening. So um, he sent me directly to the hospital. Right. I was like this is really weird i've never had to go to the hospital for anything ever they've sent an ambulance down to the doctor office sent me in the ambulance and i was like this is really odd and i felt bad for everybody that they had to deal with this mm -hmm. that i was an inconvenience you know no and um so we're here for i felt so awful and there's all these people around me like making a scene putting, yeah making a whole scene and i'm like I mean, granted, I was laying on the floor of the waiting room. I couldn't even yeah. sit up at that time. I couldn't even sit on a chair anymore. Uh, that's how bad it had gotten. So I was laying on the floor waiting for the doctor to, you know. Um, so, yeah, it was bad. And then we went to the hospital. We got all the tests done, CAT scan, EKG, um, full blood panel and nothing came out nothing they didn't catch anything i think we didn't even know what to say to them and then we had i had mentioned them you know test for hyperthyroidism or or wow. test for not hyperthyroidism for um you know my thyroid and nothing no, they didn't they for some reason didn't take your request seriously which i thought was weird once you got in there nobody uh, did <laughs> well when we remember they were so they they were out of room so you were sitting in the hallway for for hours waiting to get in, and so and one nurse walked by and didn't she make a comment like oh that sounds like uh they did hypothyroidism they something. might have made a comment about that yeah i know but like, what hey, I she thought it was by she 
you know, figured it out just by walking by and taking a look at you. I thought it was yeah. pretty crazy that the actual ER doctors had no They idea. send me in the ambulance because it would have taken less time for them to send me in the ambulance and uh, be waiting in the, in, the, in the hallway on the gurney versus go walking into the hospital. So that's why right. my doctor did that. But I, I, as the symptoms progressed that week, that he also told me you should go see a cardiologist. So at that point, I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, we went scuba diving. Do I have a blood clot? Oh, yeah. Remember we were thinking that? Yeah, well, you went scuba diving. I checked him out. <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> I was freaking out. I was like, I'm going to die. I, I was freaking out. I was like, if it's not what I keep telling everybody, what I think it is, right. then I must be, I must be completely off and then whatever. So we went, we go to the cardiologist, they do EKGs again. I, they did, uh, they also did an ultrasound of my heart. They put a heart monitor on me for a full week and my heart was completely fine. But that Saturday, so that I went back and I called the doctor and I said, just test me for thyroid test me I don't know when it, at what point it was but I was so frustrated at that time that I just kept calling everybody and and that's what you have to do you have to literally badger everybody because the system is not going to work for you so that's what I kept doing I just and I was freaking felt so awful the whole time and I was like I don't have the energy for this but I was so frustrated that I just kept calling and calling and and so my doctor I told him just test me for this so that he did and then that Saturday, what happens? He calls me and he says, Valentina, you were right. You have hyperthyroidism. Right. Of course I was right. You had a couple things. You agree? No, but hold on. Okay. So then so then that's where we left it there with that doctor so he's like i'm gonna give you the phone number of an endocrinologist and you go see them and they're gonna do testing so we went back we saw him i don't know if it was february by the time so i started seeing my endocrinologist who was amazing um and he tested me he did a uh, the the panel that you that they normally do to for the specific blood work for um thyroid issues and then he saw something that was off on that panel um so he said i'm going to test you for something else because something's not mm -hmm. you know uh, something else is going on I had some symptoms that didn't make sense for hyperthyroidism and I mean, it's a plethora of stuff so then we figured out that I also have Addison's disease, which is a very rare disease. It's an adrenal insufficiency uh, disease. It's also hormonal issues. And um, yeah, I'm just not producing specific things in my body. Um, but let me go back to that list. I was, my body was restless. I was super itchy. Like, I mean, it felt like I had ants crawling all over me. Dehydrated as hell. There's no amount of water that I could drink that would satiate me. Anxiety for no reason. I mean, awful feeling. I was dizzy. Um, I had, I was very sensitive to anything. Your skin um, was sensitive. My, my skin at one point started to heat up so much. And we had a cold front. It was like 45 degrees outside at night. I was sleeping with no sheets on. Um, I, hate, I couldn't let anybody touch me. I was so uncomfortable. I oh, know. I slept on a cot for a couple of minutes. He came to visit me because I was staying at my parents' house for a yeah. full month because well, you, you had... You needed a 24-hour... I needed... Yeah. My, my, both my parents were helping me. You had to work. My mom and my dad were bringing me food and helping me out. Um, if they were taking me to the doctor appointments, all my doctors were in Boca. So it was like... It made sense for me to stay there and then made sense for you to stay at the condo with the dogs and take care of them away yeah. from me <laughs> yeah well it's, it's a lot for you it was too much it's a lot for you i mean me and the dogs had a you know like a month-long slumber party <laughs> yeah or a pizza at night mom's away oh no <laughs> you guys missed no, me missed i know you. you did we missed you and um, then uh the, on the nasty symptoms which was um Frequent bowel movements. It was what? Frequent bowel, bowel movements. movements. And, um, I had like hand tremors. 
my legs were sore. I started to have things happen to me that were weird because I was laying in bed for so long, not moving. Yeah. Muscle loss. Joints were achy. My joints, that was actually the first sign. Yeah. That should have been the first sign. Um, aching like hand joints. And that was happening for months before before the this started happening. It's crazy because a lot of the symptoms that you have in isolation are symptoms that could be from like 20 different right. problems, you know? So it's like yeah. you couldn't really look to any one symptom or even a group of your symptoms and be like, oh, this is exactly consistent with this. You really had to go and... Like it wasn't something you could just Google and figure out. You had to go and do. Well, I did. I did Google it, and that's oh, why. Which which one? I don't know what at what point it was, but I remember that I I had a suspicion that I was like, you know, I think I have thyroid issues. Well, no, not not that one. That's not the one I'm talking about because uh, this is, the, disease was rare, uh, so that uh, that would have been really the, hard. The thyroid issue was one that you could have a decent idea about because you have two other people in your immediate family who have thyroid issues. Yeah. So like that one makes sense. You can, and you can look to them and be like, okay, I have similar symptoms or, you know, or whatever it is. But yeah, Addison's was kind of in a left field. It was at a left field. And I asked him cause I had, I had so many questions every time I saw my doctor, yeah. which is another thing that I would advise anyone who to ask so many questions and it doesn't matter if there's something wrong with you or whatever the case may be. But if you're trying to learn about something or you're trying to understand something, instead of giving your two cents, ask questions. No, because I think, and if, I think a lot of people are afraid of looking stupid by asking questions, but it's like, you are, you are, smarter. you are stupid in this particular thing. You're a doctor. That's why you go, no, like, but, like, like you're going yeah. to a doctor because you don't have the medical knowledge Obviously. to help yourself in this situation, right? It's like if an accountant comes up to me and asks me about something fitness related, I'm not like, what a moron. But this is in his lane. I know so, it, it looks you know? that way. It looks that way. But you do, you actually look smarter when you ask the questions. Yeah. So if you can just rewire your brain to think opposite, it'll help you out with anything. And that's what I did. I, I asked a million questions to my doctor. And so I asked him, um, what were we talking about? Because it was an important one. Um, I don't know what we we're talking about, but I, I was asking him, uh, what were we saying just now? Um, you asked a lot of questions and you would recommend that people do that was one thing. Yeah. But I, I found an important question. Yeah. And I don't know if this is what you were going to say or not. Yeah. Is always asking people in positions like that, like, what would you do if you were me? You That was a good one that you gave me. And I got that one from my dad because, you know, I think it's easy for a lot of people in, in any profession. But I've noticed it in in like the medical profession where you'll say, you know, what are my options? And they'll give you a list of options. And sometimes they don't, they'll say, well, this is the one that most people take, or this is, you know, they'll, they'll lay it out in a way that you're like, I still don't know what to do. But if you ask them, if this was you, what would you do? Yeah. Then you get a, a real honest answer from somebody who's like, okay, well maybe this is what most people do, but because of X, Y, Z, I want to do it this way. Yeah. And I think that's, that is way better than just, you know. In the end, you also have to take the course of action that's going to make the, mo the most sense for yourself, too. So you have to take that answer with a grain of salt, too. But, um, fuck, I was so incredible. I thought I was dying. I, I'm trying to channel how I felt back then, but I, I literally felt like I was dying mm -hmm. and my body was going it, like it was haywire. The amount of weight loss you had was pretty scary. What it was, was the, really scary. What was your weight before and then at your lightest from the illness and then after? I was, oh, and then now. So my average weight was around 125 to 128. Okay. It was closer to 128 usually. Okay. So I usually go by that way because it just fluctuates a lot over the month. And, um, and I lost 20, I think I lost 20 pounds. It was 100, 111 was my lowest weight. Wow. And my body hurts. It's not like you had weight to lose. It was a lot of I, muscle atrophy. No, I shouldn't. Well, so from Addison's disease, you get muscle loss and muscle 
muscle pain, also from thyroid issues, and muscle loss and muscle weakness. So remember, I couldn't get up if I went to the floor and I couldn't get up by myself. Yeah, I mean, I needed. He's on video of you. Help for everybody. Uh, of your first workout back, remember? Yeah, that's a good. So it's funny because when I look at that video, I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. I mean, you, you are doing the belt squat machine with no weight on it. Only the only. By that time as well, I was moving for a while. I was already up. I was already being sure. able to cook meals for myself. I was back at the gym because I was right. being to yeah. You had gone self sufficient. There was a stage where because you were sedentary for so long, you were able to get stronger just by doing everyday things like walking yeah. around the house. Yeah. But then you got to a point where you're like, okay, I want to do my first workout. No, but... you were you were the one that pushed me because oh, yeah. I was right. really depressed still, and I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. I didn't want to leave the house, and you were like babe you gotta get out you yeah like we're gonna start it doesn't matter what we do whatever movement we do and you push me and thank god you, you did because my mindset was still fucked up yeah. like really fucked up but it, you know what you oh and i didn't i didn't mention the fun symptoms from addison's disease and probably the thyroid issues too which were uh like psychosis and stuff like that like you go basically you can start hallucinating, um, auditory or visual. I didn't really have visual, but I think I've probably like had a weird hearing stuff going on and, uh, paranoia. That was awful. Yeah. That's not good. All of those are terrible. I remember <laughs> I only had them all at once, which is nuts. <laughs> yeah. But once you got back to the gym, the first video, we can throw it out. Um, you posted is you're on the bell squat you don't have any weight on it the only weight that you're actually lifting is the weight of where of the thing that holds plates that you right weight why on. i couldn't push anyway and you had to help me and i had to help you so i had my hand on that yeah. thing helping you That's lift true. it so it was all like you were doing maybe a couple pounds more than nothing at all right. just going up and down and just to get the movement Fly. Yeah, you couldn't do walking lunges with even your own, just the weight of your body. Remember that? It's I was, really I was doing them, but it was, I was super wobbly you and it, it, it was, yeah, I did. And it was uh, really hard. Yeah. It felt, it felt like someone was pushing down on me actually. Yeah. It's crazy. It was, it was scary. And now your body weight's what? Oops. Oh my God. I don't know. I have to weigh myself. I should have weighed myself for the video. Maybe we can display it right here. In the 130s, right? I'll do it after. In the 130s? Um, no, I'm at 140 probably. Nice. Which is, I've never weighed this much before. Bulk and season. You look great. When I did my first serious bulk, I worked my ass off for it and it was really hard still to eat at that time because I was going through mm -hmm. a lot of emotional stuff as well back then but I was like really focused on doing something for myself and I decided to do that because I really wanted to gain weight for a long time 131 was my highest wow. which I was like really pushing it it was really hard uh, but now it's uh, my body's processing food differently uh, probably, I w I'm assuming. For, I think for the record, so people know sort of how to gauge your weight, you're 5'8", right? 5'8", yeah. 5'8", so you're now 5'8", 140. Yeah. And I, I would say it's a healthy weight for anyone oh, of I mean, my height. You look great, you feel good, and you're the strongest. I'm the strongest, yeah, and I'm pushing PRs every month at least. Yeah, you're squatting heavy, benching heavy, deadlifting heavy, and uh, I mean, your training is way different, right? Then, then you are an amazing coach as well. You've really helped me. <laughs> yeah, you've helped me. We should collab on a program. Yeah, I was, I've been thinking about that. We should do a hybrid um, Fit by Valen program. That would be cool. Um, and I think that is also really helpful, but, um, there's just a, little, a lot of different factors. My mindset is different. Um, and wish you have been really, really helpful with that. I can uh, feel at peace now with you. Um, and that's been, I've been, I was eating a lot more since we started dating. Right. But now we're taking the training in a serious way as far as, um, 
a strength building. Yeah. Are we going to see in Valentino Lacuna in a powerlifting? No. Something? Cut it out. Just cut it out with that. That gives me so much anxiety thinking about it. Clip this because I'm going to play this again after she does her first No, and cut it out. And stop. Stop. <laughs> cut it out. No. Well, it'd be fun. It'd be so fun. We'll, we'll work on our work in it. But, um, yeah, it was... It was incredible for me to see because I think you don't give yourself enough credit in that, you know, like I said, any one of those symptoms is makes life really difficult. You had so much. Just many. the fast heartbeat by itself with the high blood pressure was wild on its own. Add 20 more of those because I think I left some out. Yeah, you were, um, <laughs> I don't know what the correct term is, but basically had a handicap for, <laughs> yeah. you know, or several of them for, uh, you know, the better part of a year. And it took a lot of work. It took a lot of patience. It took a lot of mental toughness. And um, it was really hard. And it was inspiring to see, though. It was like to see you. You know, I'm, I know you were feeling all sorts of things internally, and that was that was difficult. But you were always, you know, sweet and kind, and you tried to be positive. And you know, you were you were. It was still enjoyable to be around you. Whereas I think if I was going through all that shit, <laughs> I wouldn't be the most miserable so mother mucker in the world. I'd be so grumpy. So, so grumpy. Um, I think I'm, it definitely helped me uh, create more mental toughness, which is wild. Oh, I believe that. I, I'm so, and also um, I've never been more grateful ever. And I was so emotional during that time. I kept telling my parents, like, thank you so much for helping me and stuff. And I would get emotional with them like sometimes. A, like a drunk frat guy telling everyone you love them. Yeah. <laughs> but in my own way, because I'm not very, I'm not very vocal about that stuff, especially with my family. I'm not like really like lovey-dovey and stuff, but it was really emotional. And it made sense because my hormones were all over the place. Well, not all over the place, but they were low and they were not, the numbers were not where they, they were supposed to be. Um, and I, I, was, I just realized how important it is to practice uh, being grateful every day. And, but I felt it. So now I can actually dig into that feeling in a different way because as, as to someone could like me and be telling you that this is really important practice for you to do but until you're in a situation like that and you actually feel it yeah you can't it's hard to channel that and to really be like grateful for the stuff because you have no idea what it was like when you didn't have the certain thing that you don't have right now. Yeah, it gives you some meaningful perspective. It gave me a completely different perspective on nutrition. It gave me a completely different perspective on family, the importance of family, the importance of, uh, you know, my partner, you, um, the importance of everything, the importance of just food, just being, having, being, uh, you know able to eat being able to go to the bathroom properly like it was yeah. just gave me a completely different perspective well, you, you hear it a lot but most people who've had a severe illness they'll you know they'll tell you when you're sick even if it's just the flu you know we've all felt that as most of us have i'm sure but you when you're sick all you want is your health back yeah. And for a lot of people who live terribly unhealthy lifestyles, by the time they get to that point where they all they want is their health back, it's too late. Yeah. So it's like, try not to wait for a situation that forces you to have that perspective and just know we're all out there thinking it's not going to happen to us, but it can definitely happen to any one of us. And do you know what's funny? And I know that like that's the thing that we always tell people to do, like... You know, just try to appreciate and all that stuff. Um, I don't know. Sometimes people have to go through those things. So I could tell you, yeah, try to practice gratitude more so that, you know, or, or try to eat better so that this doesn't happen to you. But sometimes that's the, that's the path that you have to go through. Yeah. And then when that bad thing happens... Um, that's the test. That's the, that's your ultimate test. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to go and try to go the mental toughness way? Or are you just going to give up? 
Um, and, and we can't really do anything about it. It's out of our hands. We can't, we can't control any of that, but at least we can put this information out there and then you do that with what you will. Yeah. I think that's really good advice. Um, I think the only thing, the thing I wanted to ask you is now that you're back and you're healthy and you're training, like what are your training and or fitness goals? Oh, well, I, it's a good question. My physique goals are... Oaken season? Well... Uh, look at your upper body, dude. I've, I've never been so jacked. I've been... I've been bulking. If you guys... I don't know. Go... Give us a flex. <laughs> I don't know. I think you don't have sleeves on. You might rip the rip your shirt. No, but... <laughs> um, I've definitely been bulking. My body's not the same anymore as it used to be. It's a little bit bulky. And I don't have... My abs are not showing anymore. Uh, I don't really know how I feel about that. I feel like it's really hard as a coach, uh, especially creating content, if you don't have a specific amount of low body fat percentage right. to create content so that it attracts more views. And that's what it gets you into my content to read my captions, which is really what I care about or listen to what I have to say. But I don't really care so much anymore about being super shredded. I actually don't like being super shredded, especially on my chest area. When you see old videos of me, my you can see like the, the bones right here. I hated that. Um, my face was sunken in. Now it's like super fluffy and full. Um, there are certain things I just don't like about being super shredded. So... Physique-wise, maybe maybe lower the body fat percentage slightly, and that will come with you know the nutrition and the tra amount of training because the amount of training has to go up. But being strong, uh, that's a more fun go goal. Hell yeah, that's way higher, I think. But bulky. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, like it's looking good on you. I like it. I like seeing you lumped up. Bulky. <laughs> yeah all right um, well that's honestly that's what i wanted to talk about i just wanted you know i wanted to give you an opportunity to talk about it in long form some of this stuff because you know it's hard to answer in a little you know response yeah. on instagram or even if you do a story it's only a few minutes this was like a solid hour. i've been wanting to talk about it because people ask me questions maybe they'll have some if you guys have any questions about what i talked about or anything because at least the people that follow me from my account, I know if you're listening, you guys also have hyperthyroidism or Hashimoto's, you know, Graves or Hashimoto's or hyperthyroidism, hyperthyroidism issues. And um, it can get really overwhelming and you don't know what to do and about, about nutrition. I know specifically about nutrition, uh, if you have hyperthyroidism, your body is asking to eat more more often your body is processing food faster and so you're gonna want to eat a lot more so that's why a huge reason why i gained so much weight really fast because my body was asking for food like i would process it so fast i would get uncomfortably hungry and I've never had that feeling before. It was just wild to me. And I was like, this is fun yeah. for me. Cause it was, it's been really hard for me to eat enough all the time. My body was already, I might've been going through this for a long time, honestly. A longer than you realized. Than I, than I knew. So. It could, it could have been part of why you never had a big appetite to begin with. Yeah. And it just but totally got exactly. I think I'm, I probably had Addison's for a long time too. And also the spots on the face were showing, showing in. What's Addison's? Uh, yeah, like Addison's, you could, there was like brown spots on my face and um, the palms of my hands were dark. But it, uh, when, so when you have hyperthyroidism, your body's processing everything so much faster. So you're, you're going to get hungry quicker and you can, you can gain weight 
a lot faster because you're eating on surplus all the time. So just because you have hyperthyroidism, this doesn't mean that you're going to just be super skinny and you're going to lose all this weight that you've ever wanted. So it's not a disease that you want to have. It's a disease well, that you... any disease you want to have. Well, there's some people who have made some questionable comments which were wild to me. Like, this is not something that I would wish on anybody, okay? Um, not, not having your hormones in check is not fun. <laughs> it does not feel good mentally no, I bet. so but so now you're so i'm gaining quicker because i'm on surplus basically all the time i don't really ha have like a limit <laughs> per se yeah, like yeah. i am like uh in spanish you would say a barril sin fondo like a freaking barrel without uh bottom. a bottom <laughs> and and so you have to keep your nutrition in check. So once you get your hormones in check, if you have hyperthyroidism issues or even hypothyroidism issues and you want someone to assess your nutrition, make sure that your hormones are balanced first with your endocrinologist. And then you can really assess mm -hmm. how to lose or gain weight properly because otherwise it's not going to be easy. And that's why I gained so much weight fast and why I'm still gaining weight fast because I'm still on, I probably am on surplus and I'm not counting macros, but, yeah. um, but yeah, you can, you can gain, you can gain weight with hyperthyroidism easily. It's, okay. it's not even a medication. I think uh, situation at this point, it's just like having the disease. Yeah. It's just making everything fast. Um, it's a little complex though. To yeah. Understand. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. And I'm not a doctor. You don't have to fully understand. This is just it. my. You've lived it, and you've, you know, from your own experience, you can, you've seen. Right. This works. is just my anecdotal information that I'm throwing out on the things that, like, I've discussed with my doctor specifically. Yeah. Good. Well, hopefully that helps some people. Hopefully that gives them a little background as to. But yeah, like, if you guys have questions, go ahead and reach out to me or like leave comments on the video, and we'll get back to you. We'll we'll do maybe a part two if you need. Yeah, shoot us a direct message either on the Hybrid Unlimited Instagram or to uh, Valentina's account, which is at Valentina Leque, L-E-Q-U-E-U-X for her last name. Uh, we're going to be doing a few episodes while we're out here uh, on the east coast of Canada. So, yeah, if you have questions, we'll try to address them or have you address them on, yeah. uh, on a, a later episode. But um, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for watching or listening, wherever you guys are at. And uh, we will catch you in the next episode. See ya. <laughs> <laughs>